Hello, everyone. I'm Marcus Robertson with Becker's Healthcare. Thank you for joining us today for the podcast. We're thrilled to be joined by Jeff Robbins, founder and CEO of Live Data. Jeff, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure. Today, we're going to discuss uh, why ASCs need a system of engagement in 2023. And I've actually covered ASCs for most of my time at Becker's. You know, they have some really unique needs. So before we dive into the meat of the conversation, I guess my first question is, who is Live Data and which of those needs in the ASC ecosystem do you really help with? Sure. I think that's a great opening. Um, a, a quick diversion, if if I might, into kind of my personal history, you'll see in a second why it ties things together. Um, sure. I founded Live Data a while ago <laughs> in 1991, so I'm not going to do the math. but a lot of things changed for me and, and therefore for the business. Um, unfortunately, due to a very tragic event in my life, in my family's life, almost 10 years ago, it'll be 10 years February, uh, where my middle son unexpectedly passed away while a, a freshman in college. Um, he had epilepsy and it was probably the results of a seizure, but it kind of changed everything in my life and forced me to do a lot of reflection and frankly, you know, just recovery to try to figure out what, you know, work would be like and what would I be doing? And I, I realized that while I had a, a wonderful business at the time, we were, we were split into working on uh, middleware for the electric power industry and a nascent uh, healthcare business. And, uh, you know, for obvious reasons, I guess, the upshot of the tragedy in terms of my work life was I wanted to double down on healthcare and make a difference somehow. Uh, we were already on track to do some things that I felt good about, but I, it changed, I would say, from wonderful and interesting employment to more of a sense of mission around making a difference in surgery. And so for me, making a difference in surgery I think this is pretty obvious, started with the notion of patient safety. And, you know, even like this past week, uh, there's a interesting article in New England Journal of Medicine on adverse events and surgery. And it's, it's patient safety is still very much a important topic, not solved <laughs> uh, by any means. But as I focused on patient safety and read and spoke with a number of advisors, uh, I learned that you know, you're not really going to sell a, a safety product standalone. And with my background in process control, my sense was that a smoothly run surgery process was really the best friend to safety. If you could, if you could get surgery much more into a, uh, call it a industrial age process versus not, don't want to insult anyone, but into more of the crafts away from more of the the craftsman approach that we're, I think, all too often still in, mm -hmm. um, you can really start to make a difference with the safety dimension. If things are properly organized and running the plan, they're safer. And I, I think the trend in robotic surgery is a piece of this too, as you know, if you look at the big picture of where things are headed. So anyways, a long aside, but that horrifying event kind of 
precipitated uh, focusing the business exclusively on healthcare. We actually sold our electric power middleware business to Oracle over two years ago to fully focus on this business. So that's that's what we're doing. And when we talk about a system of engagement for ASCs, the natural thing to think about when if you think if, if system of engagement means anything to anyone, it's kind of a kind of an analyst word or phrase. But um, I think the first thing that comes to mind is patient engagement. You know, patient reminders and making sure the patient didn't eat before surgery. Very important stuff, by the way. But I realized that engagement for an ASC all has to start with the surgeons who probably have a choice as to where they're going to operate. And if you're trying to drive case volume at your ASC, you really want to make your ASC very easy to work with from the surgeon's point of view. And so, you know, the sorry, it's Marcus roundabout long, long way of getting oh, to. It's your, okay. Well, thanks. It's but but really with the trends of more and more surgeries taking place in ambulatory settings with choice in the community, not in all situations, but in enough to make make it a challenge for the ASC operator. You really want to earn the trust of those surgeons and make it easier for them to uh, bring their cases to you. And to do that uh, with the aid of, you know, obviously I'm partial with the aid of decent software systems can make a big difference to your case volume, uh, which then makes for a healthier financial picture, but also uh, in running a smoother operation makes for a safer picture as well. So that that's kind of in a nutshell, my answer. So uh, a lot of things playing into this here, a lot of, a lot of different areas. You, you talked about, you know, let off, of course, with how you, how you got into this area. And um, it's actually a, a little bit of parallels with my story. In 2020, my uh, my youngest brother died suddenly, age of 21. So it sounds oh, like uh, it, it uh, yeah. you know, might have been a similar situation. Uh, so sorry. Yeah. It, well, you know, eight it, was 18. So, yeah. Um, it has a way that nothing else I've encountered has at making you reevaluate, you know, your priorities. And that's actually... That happened uh, a year before I began working with Becker's. So I began writing healthcare news, you know, shortly after that tragedy. So I, I, I relate to you, um, you know, make sure you uh, look at what's important in your life, how your career is helping people. But <laughs> back into, uh, you know, the less, the less heavy part of the conversation. So this, the system of engagement that, you know, can be so important for ASCs, a big part of that you said is patient engagement. And and some other things, including making making your ASC accommodate sh- surgeons, earning their trust. Some of this stuff isn't that what uh, an electronic health record is for, though. Sure, that's that's a completely valid question, and and definitely um, with the amount of money people have been spending on EHRs, it's quite natural to figure. Well, I bought my big system. Sometimes, in the case of hospitals with government subsidies to buy them uh the expectation was there i now have all my softwares <laughs> but 
if you look into it some, you'll see that kind of the uh, the marching orders for an EHR really quite at odds with having a flexible system of engagement. Uh, the EHR has got to be focused primarily on, this, this is an oversimplification, but regulatory compliance. There are a lot of rules and regulations. There are a lot of things to document. I, I hadn't you know. heard. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Well, you guys know all this so much better than me. It's kind of Coles to Newcastle, right? So, oh. Let me mansplain to you about, uh, <laughs> but, and, and, you know, and, and the tales of uh, nurse and physician burnout from these EHRs are not apocryphal. It's, it's, it's really miserable. I just had a, you know, wellness checkup with my GP and, you know, he's cursing the fact that he's had, having to bring stuff home at night and continue typing. And at, at no point did he picture, and, and some places are hiring scribes, <laughs> which on the one hand, you're like, well, thank God for the practitioners. They, you know, but then you think about, well, wait a minute, it's just like rolling it, the tape back to ancient Egypt. Like have have we really like invented a writing system that's so bad that you need professional scribes to even do it for you? Telling. So as a as a techie, it's galling too because I, I maintain a sense of optimism that technology done right can actually be like liberating, simplifying, make things easier, not harder. <laughs> um, so. To me, an EHR, while EHRs can tell you they have all the things you need, and that, trust me, in the sales environment, that's what they tell their, their customers and prospects. If you look at what they've really implemented, you'll see that it's pretty thin indeed. Um, and really, the regulatory and documentation role of the system of record, which is what the HR is, kind of decides for them where they're going to put their money in terms of ongoing software development improvements. Now, Judy Faulkner would disagree, and she's got plenty of press releases about having the best system of engagement and all the rest. But if you actually go look at what's really deployed at this point in time, not speaking about the future, we all know anything's possible in the future. Um, EHRs really aren't focused on on building a system of engagement. I'll give you a quick example, salient to, you know, trying to make your center easier to work with. EHRs aren't te terribly good at curating kind of hybrid, I'm uh, getting technical, sorry, but allowing different surgeons to see only relevant pieces of the schedule in a way that helps them, but doesn't clue them in to a potential competitor's workload. So when you're inside a secured environment in a hospital or, or a surgery center where people have logins, you know, and can look at stuff, that's all employee views. But when you, when you get to people who aren't employees and start opening up those views, it's very, very hard to take the permissions model of a system of record 
and create the selective views you need to show people, hey, there's a free block here without letting them infer that their competitors used up all the rest of your time. And that that's not the only point, but that's like an, a technical reason why could, could an EHR vendor tackle that and solve that? Sure, but they're gonna end up with a permissions model that's not what they need inside the hospital. So, you know, is it going to be as good as someone focused on that? I don't think so. So EHRs do, you know, potentially can uh, address some of it, but kind of are fragmentized in a lot of ways, it sounds like, not really set up to give you this real system of engagement we're talking about. Yeah, I I. I think, you know, I mean, I think functionally a system of engagement is layered on top of a system of record and an EHR mm. to me is a great example of a system of record. Um, but, you know, not to be too glib, but, you know, record keeping is kind of heads down, whereas engagement's a little more heads up and not so much hunched over your keyboard typing as trying to get stuff done. Our, our software is focused on people mostly on their feet. They're walking around the OR, they're walking in the corridor, they're, mm. they're, they're in sterile processing, uh, they're a surgeon outside wanting to figure out when to drive in. They're, these are people moving, they're, they're not record keepers, they're not people who wanna be uh, focused on the challenging thing of you know capturing encounters and getting the right codes in place for billing. Although the, all those things truly matter, right? The system record really matters. It's not like either or. Uh, the system of engagement in my mind is how do you operationalize things for people working on their feet? And back to the safety thing, I, if I can use the phrase situational awareness, sorry. Oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> um, if you really want to build situational awareness, you need software systems that are wall mounted and show people what they need to see when they need to see it without anyone typing, logging in, or doing any kind of distractive stuff. Kind of like when you're trying to find your gate at an airport, you're not really interested in scrolling, right? You just want to say, ah, oh, my flight, gate B3, let's go. Yeah. And, and that's, that's another piece of a system of engagement. And, and we're literally delivering that to our customers. Um, and so people know where they're supposed to go. They, they see what's going on without struggling with computers. <laughs> and, and I'm not trying to slam the HR. It's not like every interaction with an EHR is a struggle, but there's a lot to do there. And there's a lot of data entry and we're trying to simplify that. Yeah. And then, like you said, your software is focused mostly on people who are on their feet. Um, and one of the most, uh, you know, active uh, roles in an ASC or a healthcare organization are nurses. Anyone not living under a rock knows that right now we are grappling with a huge nursing shortage. Mm. Um, how does live data uh, and or, you know, your systems of engagement help ASCs weather that storm. Yeah, so thanks. That So once once you do get cases <laughs> to your center, you, you definitely need to care about what it's like 
to be a nursing your center. And, um, you know, work-life balance is really, it's always been important, but I think people are acting on its importance now more than ever. And so making the day easier and more predictable with a more assured schedule. And, and there's a lot of things we do to make sure that the schedules you have are ones that act, actually unfold as planned versus being some nominal thing. And then, you know, life every day just happens. <laughs> it means as a nurse, you get home on time. The day runs, I won't say like a factory. I won't say we're really at that level of kind of process control where it's, you know, a car minute pops off the line, but we're, we're really helping our customers measurably move to much better schedules where plan versus actual gets better and better. And you know that, you know, barring the very rare problem, right? You know when the day is going to end. So that's, that's, that's really important. Uh, two, we've kind of hacked the process a bit. Um, I have visual aids, but this is, I'll try to tell the story. We, we provide, for example, the circulating nurse in the OR with a very simple four button clicker. It's really just a, you know, PowerPoint mouse kind of thing. And interesting. And there, not all the tasks, unfortunately, but a variety of checklist tasks and uh, milestone tasks like patient in the room, patient out of the room, that kind of stuff are entered just by clicking on this clicker. And then we push that data back into the EHR. So like when, when I talk about the EHR as a system of record, it's not, you know, me sucking up to the HR companies. It's that, that that's the proper place for that data. But no one says the nurse has to go over to the corner of the room, log into a PC, which they've probably been auto-logged out from, you know, HIPAA and all that. Right. And just struggle with that all day. Instead, you're clicking on this clicker and you're able to continue to walk around and, you know, bring a tray over whatever else needs doing um, while you're doing your job. We One of the key things we do with this is the, WHO uh, safe surgery checklist as an electronic process. And again, we push all that information back into the HR. So you have a record of those activities, but now you're doing a checklist where everyone, including the nurse and the nurses in the room are um, fully engaged rather than uh, getting to it when they can. If, if you're in an OR without our system, what you'll often see is people forced to either pre or post document Concurrent documentation is really challenging because again, if you're working on your feet, it's like, well, when's the ideal time to go over and type this in? It's it's rarely now. Sure. Well, uh, this sounds like a much more efficient way of of doing things in the uh, in the operating room. Uh, and you mentioned some some uh, valuable metrics there at the top. Um, you know, if an ASC leader wants to boost efficiency, it's really important that you know where you're at right now. Um, so in your, uh, and you didn't have to do the math, I did it for you, uh, about 32 years at the helm of live data. Um, yeah. In that time, uh, what are the metrics that you've seen to be the most important in, uh, you know, 
evaluating where you're at in order to improve efficiency? Well, you know, there's so many that people use, but really room utilization, block utilization, um, average cases per month, and then average cost per case are definitely some of the important metrics. How hard is it for ASCs to reduce costs while, you know, keeping their quality of care really high? Um, and, and how much of that is, you know, just boosting efficiency? Well, yeah, there's, first of all, acknowledging the challenge. Um, from our experience, including experience in over 80 veteran administration hospitals, uh, with controlling costs, uh, that predictability of schedule is one of them because you you start getting a much better sense of what caseload you can commit to per day. And uh, that makes sure you have the right staff count for the right number of cases. That's, that's a big factor. Uh, but we're also branching out from that core competency with the, with the schedule and the blocks into other areas. We're partnering with a company called Pref Cards to bring a digital surgical uh, preference card solution in with our solution. It's pre-integrated, uh, you know, love giving them a shout out, but really a, a user just sees it as more functionality in our system. Um, and having accurate preference cards that you keep up to date, let legible and active with pictures of how the room should be set up, et cetera, and making it easy for circulator to check off what was actually used on a given case starts letting you drill down into cost per case and you can start looking at you know the expensive items the anomalies you can start flagging things and and basically try to get that side of the business under better control um, and then you know, obviously saving time in general is a way you can reduce costs. Uh, every time you're not logging into that computer, making a phone call, having to fax something, writing something on a whiteboard or greaseboard, all, all that kind of save time from a fully integrated system such as ours really does uh, reduce costs. Well, uh, any ASC leaders uh, in our audience listening now, um, you know, that's a, that's a very very clear value proposition, I think, with uh, with Live Data's software. Jeff, I want to thank you so much for joining me today uh, and for this really, really good discussion. Thank you, Marcus, and appreciate your sharing as well. And I, I feel I feel for you on that as count as well. But thank you very much for hosting an engaging discussion. Thanks so much, Jeff. I'd like to also thank our sponsor, Live Data. You can tune into more podcasts and virtual events from Becker's Healthcare by visiting beckershospitalreview.com.